For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome. It's finally here, Friday, Free Speech Friday. You guys can call in with whatever you'd like. It's not what I want to talk about necessarily. Well, it is me, but also you. And how do you do that? Give us a call at 269 269- Four four one nine five nine five. Again, that's two six nine four four one nine five nine five. After a couple days of just beautiful days, I should say, the last two days, and we got, I think, what may be the last gas. Let's hope uh, of winter today and tomorrow is supposed to be really cold. And the next week, it's fifties and sixties, maybe even. So, certainly looking forward to that. Michigan's unemployment rate, if you want to believe the Michigan numbers. Uh, say that it's declined slightly from uh, 5.1 to 4.9 percent. Well, you know, if that's true, that's certainly uh, good news. And I like to start off the show with good news. How about just a, some interesting news? Uh, the other day, I found out that Chopin and Sons, uh, and they're not uh, far. They're in the Kalamazoo area on Miller Road, uh, is the largest bottle returner or uh, let me see which is the way they, the yeah the largest largest bottle return company in the state of Michigan and there was a story about how they purchased some uh, uh, recycle recycling business out in Iowa and yeah, that was it was interesting to know that uh, Chopin and Sons here in Kalamazoo was the largest in Battle Creek and or excuse me in Kalamazoo no largest in Michigan and they're expanding but it got me wondering just kind of like stupid little factoids how many bottles and cans are returned every day or week or month or year I know many times probably like you guys you take your 10 or 20 two liter bottles or cans to go and return them and there's people there with bags and bags of returnables and then you get if you're like me impatient upset and uh, wishing they had a a machine line just for people who have less than let's say 20 so i started down this path which so often happens when i choose music or i'm looking for new music off air i'll go to one song which will lead me to another and I found some in, in for interesting information. So I put it out there on a uh, piece that I published. It's, it's not political. It's just some fun factoids. I said, all you need to know about our bottle return law and the numbers in Michigan is it. So everything I, I'm talking about here, you can find there as well as some uh, pretty pretty interesting links. So, so in my research, I found that Michigan's bottle deposit law was enacted in 1976. And for some reason, it's titled Initiated Law 1 of 1976. There's a link to it. You could check it out. I also discovered that at 10 cents a bottle or can, 
Did you know that we are tied with the state of Oregon for the highest bottle deposit law in the country? And as I just expressed to you guys, do you get frustrated like I do when you attempt to return your few bottles and you see people in front of those machines with large, large bags and they're stuffed all into carts and overflowing and they have two or three of the machines that they're hogging up. So I wondered if people, well, I, I will do, I, I must say, I wonder if they are picking these from the sides of the roads or they literally just wait forever uh, before they return these bottles. But I also wondered, is there a rule about how many cans or bottles a store must accept? Well, guess what? There is. And I have a hot link to Michigan Bottle Deposit Law Frequently Asked Questions. And one of the questions is how many containers per day can be returned to a retailer? And we were told this. A dealer may accept but is not required to accept from a person empty returnable containers for a refund in excess of $25 on any given day. So that's 250 In other words, the Michigan deposit law allows up to $25 in refunds to be given per person per day per retailer. If the retailer chooses, he or she may accept additional amounts. However, a re- retailer may not refuse to accept fewer than $25 in returns from a person. Another interesting fact that I found out was that you, you ready for this one? And again, I, it was kind of one of those uh, wormholes you go down. Many of you probably got stuck in that. You get into Facebook or whatever you do. Unfortunately, face too many of us have Facebook, but you get into it and you start looking up one thing, which leads you to another thing, which leads you to something else. And then an hour and a half later, you're like, oh, wow, I just wasted an hour and a half of my life. Well, this wasn't wasted. I just started finding more and more that I found interesting. And you're going to find this one interesting. Did you know that you cannot throw a bottle or can in the garbage? According to that same website, the frequently asked questions I told you about, and I don't have all of them in here, and that's why I left you the link to get to it. Can I throw beverage containers in the garbage was a question. Here's the answer. No. A law passed in 2004, PA 34 of 2004, prohibits beverage containers as defined in deposit law from being disposed of in a landfill. Beverage containers may be placed in recycling bins, taken to recycling centers or redeemed for deposit, end quote. It is literally against the law to throw a beverage container, quote, as defined in deposit law, end quote, in the garbage. I couldn't find what the punishment would be. Do you guys think we have a few too many laws? Now, how many bottles and cans are returned each day, week, month, or year? This wasn't the easiest one to find. The best I could do was find a site called Recycling Today. That said, during those 12 weeks that Whitmer shut us down, unable to to take our beverage returns back, in those 12 weeks, that there was approximately 70 million cans and bottles which went unredeemed each week. 
So if that's correct, I came up with the following. Each day, there could be as many as 10 million cans and bottles returned in Michigan. 70 million, as I just said, per week. 280 million cans and bottles returned each month. And then each year, there could be as many as 3 billion, 360 million cans and bottles returned. There's approximately 10 million people who live in Michigan. Now, I know people come here and vacation or what have you. One last bit of information. Apparently, 3 billion, 360 million cans and bottles are not enough. Politicians in Michigan are currently looking to increase the number of containers under the deposit law. And then I kind of ended it with, I told you, I'd give you all you need to know and more about the bottle return law in Michigan. So you can go to WBCKFM.com if you would like and check that out. I just wanted to start off the day with something not as heavy as the certainly the the issues that are happening around the state of Michigan. Now. I wrote another piece because I thought it was interesting. University of Michigan, this is what I titled it. University of Michigan's Equity and Inclusion Vice Provost wants to advance anti-Semitism. That is what I wrote. Now, we all know that the University of Michigan has, or some now may say, had a great reputation as an elite educational institution. An institution that had many intelligent people who not only worked at the university, but went to the university or go to the university. So with so many intelligent people who work at and attend the University of Michigan, you would not think that they would make such a grievous error on a very important email that they sent to every single student attending their prestigious university. Well... You would be wrong. And I'll tell you about that coming up right after this. You're listening to the Live with Rank Show's Free Speech Friday edition, 269-441-9595. If you'd like to join us today, love to hear from you. Listening to the Live with Rank on this Free Speech Friday, and thank you for that. I was telling you about this piece I wrote. University of Michigan's Equity and Inclusion Vice Provost wants to advance anti-Semitism. Yes, you heard that correctly. And I was saying that, you know, we Michigan has a reputation as having smart people that work and go there. Or or some would say they had a reputation for that. So you would think with so many, quote unquote, intelligent people who work at and attend the University of Michigan, they wouldn't make such a grievous error. Robert Sellers, their vice provost for equity and inclusion at University of Michigan, recently sent an email to all students from U of M's diversity, equity and inclusion department that stated the following, quote, if we are to become a more diverse, equitable and inclusive university, we must continue our journey and renew our commitment to this work, which includes the advancement of anti-racism, anti-ableism, anti-Semitism, gender equality, excuse me, equality, equity 
and building a climate resistant to sexual misconduct, unquote. Advancing anti-Semitism. I have a tweet of the picture of the actual email. It's there. He did write that. Now, I understand more than likely that was an accident. And the reason I chose, I know people are going to think I'm trying to be funny or whatever. More than likely, we are finding more and more and reports are coming out. And I've been reported to you. There are more diversity, equity, inclusion people who are truly bigots and racist. And I've given you many examples over the last couple months about that. What's come out about them. And think about that. This is a funded by public dollars university. And they want to become more diverse, equitable, and inclusive. Michigan wasn't prior. And again, equitable or equity is not equality. Equitable is you've got to give me more than that color. They'll tell you it's something different, but it's not. Now, as I said, I understand that more than likely this was an accident. Accident. Did they not proofread that email before they sent it out? Now, I understand some things could be missed when you proofread something. That has happened to me before and will happen again. I can proofread something four times. And then I'm on air looking at it as I'm talking to you guys, referring to it. And I'm like, wow, I missed that. And I missed that because I have 18,000 other things on my mind. So I get it. The equity inclusion department at U of M missing the part of the email in which they say they will work to advance anti-Semitism is quite a large miss. It's not missing a comma or it should be an instead of a. That's huge. With all the, quote, intelligent, end quote, people they have working for them, how could that happen? Now, someone must have informed them of what they had emailed or discovered it. And the department issued, well, the department really didn't issue an apology. The vice provost said something. Here's what they wrote. And again, it's on, uh, it's in my piece as well as a link to U of M's website with the apology to the university community. Earlier today, an email was sent out to our campus community outlining our commitment to the next phase of diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts at the University of Michigan. In an effort to communicate our commitment to advancing numerous DEI efforts and the dismantling of anti-Semitism efforts, we clearly misstated our intentions and inadvertently suggested that we support anti-Semitism. That is the exact opposite of our intent. Thus, I want to make our intention clear. The University of Michigan remains vigilant and actively engaged in dismantling anti-Semitism through our new and ongoing commitments to our DEI work. On a personal level, I would like to apologize to all members of our community for this error and for their harm it has caused. As vice provost, 
and Chief Diversity Officer at the University of Michigan, my personal and professional commitments to the dismantling of oppression and discrimination in all forms, including anti-Semitism, are at the core of who I strive to be, end quote. Now, I want to point out to you guys, you are only hearing this, what I can tell in the state of Michigan, from me. The Detroit News didn't write anything about this. The Detroit Free Press didn't write anything about this. I did see something in a Cleveland site and the Daily Caller. Now, I wonder why the Detroit News and the Free Press ignored this. Perhaps they were too busy writing about President Trump. Who knows? 269-441-9595. It is Free Speech Friday. I want to go to the phones as early as possible. And so let's start off in Battle Creek with Jim. Good morning, Jim, and welcome to the Live with Rank Show. Thanks for your show and all your hard work. Oh, thank you very much. Appreciate that. You're welcome. I got a concern with the bottle return. Probably one reason why you see so many people like at one of the major retailers in Battle Creek with the large bags is because of smaller party stores, gas stations are stealing from us. When you go in to buy a beverage from them, they charge you the deposit. And then you try and take the bottles back to where you bought it from. And they say, well, we're not taking, we don't take bottles. Well, uh, uh, okay. You mean they don't take bottles that they sell? Right. Well, if you go to my piece, Jim, in my piece, go to that frequently asked questions hot link. There is, that is addressed there. They can't do that. And there's a place where you can make a uh, complaint to the state. Okay. All right. So if that's happening, they directly address what you're asking for. As I said, I didn't put everything in there, but I did put the link. And so you'll see a hot link where it's highlighted for uh, where it says Michigan, whatever, uh, frequently asked questions. And that your concern is directly addressed in there. Okay. Okay. All right. Thanks a lot for listening to the show. Thank you, Rank. Appreciate that. 269-441-9595. See, you never know what will help people. You just never know. As I stated, it is Free Speech Friday. Love to hear from you. Give us a call. You guys can change the subject on a dime. Do not uh, worry about it. Michigan Republican lawmakers pass election bills Whitmer already vetoed. Headline from the Detroit Free Press. Now, Michigan Republicans have been attempting to bring integrity back to our election process, voting process here in the state of Michigan. And as many of you know, if you are open-minded and fair, the Democrats have been fighting Every single piece of legislation or rulemaking or what have you that would bring integrity back to our state election process. So they once again, they being the GOP in the Michigan House, the Republicans passed a series of election bills that are asking for uh, Changes or adding new protections so we all feel that the vote, who no matter who wins or loses, is fair. 
Governor Whitmer and Democrats are against that. In fact, one would bar clerks from sending absentee ballot applications to voters unless specifically requested. That's the way it was prior to COVID. I don't know why you would be against that. If I'm not asking for a ballot, don't waste my taxpayer dollars on printing one and mailing it to me because it goes right from the mailbox into, well, actually you should shred it and then into the trash. Another one would be banning using uh, banning using private money to help run elections. Facebook Mark Zuckerberg did exactly that. And you got as soon as something comes up that you can get away from Facebook, do it unless your company, you know, has a site on there like mine. And I will rank live Facebooks on Facebook. I would like to leave it at some point because these guys uh are not good actors. Let's just put it that way. Mark Zuckerberg dropped something like $400 million of walking around money paying people to go and vote or vote twice or three times or four times. Who knows? So that's what they're talking about there. I'm going to take a quick break, come back on the other side, let you guys know uh, more about this. Talk about the Michigan Secure Vote and an interesting quote from a Democrat state rep about all of this and we'll take your phone calls 269-441-9595 you're listening to the live with rank show you're listening to live with rank on this free speech friday friday i love fridays because i can choose any song just whatever i'm feeling at the time monday through thursday i try to pick songs that will motivate us or one way or the other or about the issues we're talking about well today's free speech friday just like you guys can call in with whatever you'd like 269-441-9595 it does not have to be about what i'm talking about i get to pick the songs i want to play it doesn't have to be what i'm talking about let's go back to the phone lines and joel good morning joel welcome to the live with rank show morning rank Hey, I just wanted to follow up real quick on the last caller um, that talked about bottle-to-top posits, and he felt like the small um, party stores were stealing from them. That's not the case. When they get their delivery for bottles and cans and whatever carbonated beverages that they're selling, they get charged the deposit at that time. When they sell it to the customer, they charge the customer the deposit, so it becomes a wash. What happens is is the manufacturer or distributor of those bottles and cans, if they don't get bottles and cans back and they're in a deficit to the state, they end up paying the state at the end of the year for whatever deposits that they never got back. Wait, hold on, hold on. Hold on. The state ends up being the beneficiary. All right, I'm a little confused here. If If I have to pay the deposit to the person who I buy the product from, all right, so I'm out ten yeah, cents. So I'm out ten cents. Then you come in and I sell it to you and I get my ten cents back. Now it's even. When you come in and ask and ask for your ten cents, I'm out another ten cents. Right. How do I get my ten cents back? As a retailer. As a retailer? Mm-hmm. That gets sent in and gets credited. Sent so who credits me the state? 
the the distributor does. Okay, so when and then you... the distributor deals with the state. But if the if the distributor in the end doesn't get enough deposits back, then they end it ends up being like a tax to them. And obviously, they raise their prices on products. We all pay for it. Well, why would okay with that in mind? Why wouldn't then the small places try to get as many of bottles back to give them back to the distributors who are asking? Well, sometimes for it's them. not it's not worth the labor. Well, so it's easier to let the larger retailers deal with it. Trying to, uh... but they're going to charge. See, they're going to they're going to charge the deposit. Mm-hmm. To make it a wash for them, so whatever they bring in, they're selling. They're getting the deposit. They're they're washing that right. deposit that, back. That, that's a wash. And then uh, I yep. think, if I remember correctly, they legally cannot deny you. They uh, can't. They yeah, can't refuse right, it. Right. They can't refuse it when it comes back. But all right, Joel. Thanks for that uh, information. Appreciate it. Were you surprised, Joe, at the numbers that I mentioned? Oh, they're huge. They're huge. I, I mean, it's, it's I mean, just it's insane. Over three billion a year, and you know, we only have ten million people. Let's just take it down to what did I say? Seven million. What was it? Ten? No, ten million a day. That's one pop bottle or can or whatever per every single person living in the state of Michigan. We <laughs> drink an inordinate amount of carbonated beverages. Yeah, in this country, and we wonder why we're fat and have kidney stones. Right, and now uh, they're looking to go outside of that. There's some bills that are popping up in the state to actually uh, increase all the containers that are under the deposit law. Hey, Joel, thanks a lot for calling in, giving us that great information. You have a great day. Two six nine four four one nine five nine five. You can call in, as I say, with what. Ever you would like to. Now, I was telling you prior to that phone call that the House Republicans passed some election bills once again. Election bills that were vetoed by the governor. I don't, I can't tell you why they're doing it again. Could be an election year uh, ploy. But more importantly, what you need to understand is every one of these laws that are are being discussed, everything is looking to bring equity, excuse me, equity, that's previous thing, looking to bring um, integrity back to the election system. And and again, I, I reach out to those of you who aren't so far left that you're in that bunker that you can't see out of it. Does that sound right to you to be against bringing integrity to the system? Now, they try to say, well, you're stopping people from voting. There's no one stopping from voting. Nobody at all. You can't stop someone from voting. Not legally. And why should we pay every election for seven, eight million ballot applications, advocacy ballot applications to be printed and sent out every year? That's what the Democrats want. And why would we allow private money to be used to help run elections? That's what the Democrats want. So private money, uh, state money can't be used to help 
kids learn outside of the corporate public school system. But private money can be used to run the federal elections and the state elections. Well, that's what the left wants. Now, Whitmer will reject these again. That's why it's so important to sign that secure Michigan vote petition initiative. Very important. Secure MI vote. When you see it out there, make sure they're the right people. Read it through. There's a lot there, but it's important. And sign it. Because if we can collect 340000 Now, here's the way the Detroit Free Press. Now, we know the Detroit Free Press is an arm of the Democrat Party, both state and uh, and nationally. They are, they're a, the communications arm, one of many. This is how they put it. If the GOP petition collects the 340,047 signatures, if the GOP, so again, it's only the Republicans who want integrity. That's what the Detroit Free Press is saying. If the GOP, is that it? Is that, that's the only people, only Republicans in the state of Michigan want integrity brought back to the system? Democrats don't. That Again, it's the slap in the face of the Detroit Free Press's own readers thinking that they don't want integrity in their election. And again, it's just like the slap in the face of the black community because these same people think the black community has no idea how to get an ID. There's people out there, the minority community, living with no IDs. They can't get a job. They can't drive a car. They can't get unemployment. They can't get food stamps. How are these people living? And there's more, but we'll get to that. The Michigan Secure Vote is asking for some things, and I'm going to lay out a few of them here. Voters would have to sign a form listing their full name, address, and date of birth to receive a ballot. Okay. What's the big deal? Voters would have to present a valid photo ID to receive a ballot. Okay. No big deal. Voters who don't have a photo ID or don't bring one to the polls would receive a provisional ballot. So they'd still be able to vote, but it's a provisional ballot. Meaning they'll come back later if they need to count it because there's enough of them that could change the election, then they'll go and verify who these people are and go ahead and count the vote. There's more. I just noticed I'm knocking up against a break or I'd like to take one now. I'm going to take it, come back, talk to Chuck. He called in. Love to hear from you guys. It is Free Speech Friday, 269-441-9595. You're listening live with Rank on this Free Speech Friday. Thank you. 269-441-9595 is the number. If you'd like to join us today, those of you who may be new, it just means you don't have to call in with what I'm talking about. Monday through Thursday, it's what I'm talking about. Friday, as I like to say, I give you 20%, 20% of my airtime a week to decide what to talk about. 20%. No one else out there does that certainly outside of radio so let's go to sherwood and chuck good morning chuck welcome to the show good morning thank you for taking the call my pleasure you were talking about this anyway about uh the absentee balance uh, ballots that went out and, and in particular the uh election integrity in general i guess right uh 
I thought I'd share this story. Some people may not like it or, or believe it, but I say it's true. During the last presidential cycle, my wife received at least a half dozen ballot uh, applications or ballots or whatever they were that I would just throw away because she was not a registered voter. I, on the other hand, being a registered Republican, received not a single one. So for what it's worth, I think that goes a long ways towards describing election integrity in our state. So your wife is not a registered voter, yet she still receives. So first of all, you can receive, you could receive 100 if you want. There's groups that send them out. They pay, they send them out. And it is interesting that especially this year or that year, I should say, when it was the secretary of state who was supposed to be sending them out, you should have at least gotten one from the state. You're saying you didn't? I did not receive a single one in my name. And your wife, who is not a registered voter, received half a dozen about. It, about that many, yes. Maybe a few more. I don't know. Yeah, I threw I, them no, out. I get it. I get it. No, I, I, I know a lot of people that were getting it. I was getting absentee ballot applications for the people I bought the house from. You know, yes, I've heard you say that before. Yeah, years before. So I found that was was very, very interesting. Don't just throw those away, by the way. Rip them up at least, if not shred them in the future. Well, because, stuff like that goes in the burn barrel at home. I right. live in the country, well, that's so good. I do that. Well, I always love it when you can call in with some uh, actual proof. And I, and I do believe it because I've seen you're not the first. There's many. In fact, I've heard from people who sent me copies of an actual ballot that was sent to them. Multiple times. Uh, so there was a lot of shenanigans going on. That's for sure. All right, Chuck. Thanks. Thank you. You have a great day. 269-441-9595. Get back to this election integrity issue that we were talking about on this Michigan Secure Vote Petition Initiative. I hope you take it seriously. And if you see an opportunity to... Go and learn about it, and if you agree with it, sign it. Please do. What they're asking for is just voters have to sign a form listing their full name, address, and date of birth to receive a ballot. Remember that one, by the way. Voters would have to present a valid photo ID to get a ballot. If you don't have a valid photo ID, you can get a provisional ballot, and then you come back and prove who you are. Voters with no photo ID would have six days after the election to present proper ID to the municipal clerk for their vote to be counted. So listen to this. There's nothing. No one's being stopped from voting. All election officials would be banned from sending unsolicited absentee ballot request forms to voters. Absentee voters would have to provide a valid driver's license number, state ID card number, or the last four digits of their Social Security number on their application to receive a ballot. Again, every one of these Democrats voted against, except two. I think two Democrats voted with the Republicans. So the partisan, the bipartisanship was on the approval of election integrity. The partisanship was was on the Democrat side where they don't want to bring election integrity to the system. It says only absentee voters named on the ballot application or a member of their household would be allowed to handle their ballot. No third parties would be allowed to collect and turn in absentee ballots. Definitely agree to that. All absentee ballots would have to be returned to municipal clerks by 8 p.m. on election day to be counted. Only public tax dollars could be used to conduct elections, including voter registration events and hiring precinct inspectors. Every one of those was voted down by Democrats. 
And now they're going to say you're trying to stop people from voting. How? You just ask them how. And those people who say they have no idea what they're talking about. Now, here's the interesting quote. Remember I told you, remember the very first thing under my Michigan Secure Vote I brought up. Voters would have to sign a form listing their full name, address, and date of birth to receive a ballot. Democrats said that should not have to happen. They voted against it. Here's a state representative, a quote, Democrat from Pontiac, Brenda Carter, quote, to tell people in Michigan they have to jump through hoops in order to vote is wrong and it's undemocratic, end quote. Now, she was speaking up against the bills on the House floor. So I would have asked her, well, what do you consider jumping through hoops? Number one. And then I'd ask her this. Will you call for all state and federal buildings to drop the criteria that you must have a photo ID to get into the building and make her answer that? Number two. Number three. Also, will you ask the Democratic Party to stop asking for first and last name, address, city, zip code, phone number and email in order to contact the party? Number four. Will you stop? Asking for first and last name, address, city, zip code, phone number, and email to try to contact you. You see what I mean, guys? It's a joke. These people could care less about you, the integrity of the vote. They, in fact, they don't want integrity in the vote. Because if you, you're saying when it comes to voting, someone has to, it's, they shouldn't have to provide their full name, address, and date of birth. If you're saying that, then why do you not come out against ID to get into a government building? Why don't you come out against the Democratic Party who asks for much more than the ballot people are asking for? They want first and last name. They want your address. They want your city. They want your zip code. They want your phone number. They want your email address. And even to contact Brenda Carter, that's all you have to give. So, Brenda... Rep. Brenda, are you telling the people of Michigan that they have to jump through hoops in order to contact you or their party? Now, let's see if any of these real reporters, these real journalists, not a radio talk show host, will ask those questions. I remember years ago, I tried to get in on this I forgot what it's called. It was a weekly program in uh, on cable television in Lansing dealing with Michigan politics. And the guy running is like, well, you know, we, we really just save it for reporters, not radio talk show hosts. It has to be reporters, reporters who don't ask the right questions. It is Free Speech Friday, 269-441-9595. You listen to Live with Rank. We'll be right back after this. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Grainger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Grainger. For the ones who get it done. 